Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Partners in Marriage with Dr. J. What a privilege it is to be able to come your way and just kind of share with you great points about your love relationship and where we're headed. Let me remind you now, we're going to be getting into something real special real soon, and that is we're going to be able to get together and do a Zoom conference and just talk about it. You and I and your friends, and we're going to get together and have a great time sharing. I want to get with you on something that has really been uh, close to me about people and being happy in their marriages. You know, that's the thing here that we talk about on the regular is how to be happy. So you can be married and not happy. Loss, the loss of the romantic journey. In other words, your romantic journey starts with one if the two of you are going to be happy, each of you must find your core points and values of who you are as a person. But all of that is extended through some specific areas. And first and foremost, you'll find it in Romans chapter 6. Because here we see that God makes it plain to us in our relationship with him. You see, like we always say, when you want to know about a person's wholeness, you look at the individual first. The reason we have such degradation and demoralizing situation is because we have people who don't feel good about themselves and that they are being influenced and controlled by greed and selfishness and pride and all these other alliterations that we could go on to put before you. So if you can look at your own life, again, what, what makes you happy? What makes you, the individual, happy? Well, first, before you can be happy, you've got to learn how to make God happy. And how do you make God happy? By following what he said in his word for your life. Listen to this. Romans chapter 6. Now, come on with me now. Stay with the brother for a minute. I'm your friend. I wouldn't do anything to hurt you or your relationship. But here's what it says in Romans chapter 6 and beginning in verse 12 now. Now, all of this is about newness of life, but it begins by saying, let not sin therefore reign in your mortal bodies, that ye should obey it and the lust thereof. What do you see? Sin reigning. This is a strong word. To reign means there's something that has taken a major force on the throne of your life. If, if, if we were to look at it seriously, it would be like uh, you're giving your car, someone else to be the driver of your car. You bought it, you paid for it, you cleaned it up, you got it ready, but you are sitting in the back seat with no control over where the driver wants to go. That's called reigning. So here we see plainly, don't allow sin. Again, this is the individual we're talking about. So before we can have a happy marriage for the two of you, each of you have to back off, have your personal time, and look at where you're supposed to be and what you're called to do in this relationship. Wow. Okay, let not sin therefore reign in your mortal bodies, that you should obey it and the lust thereof. Verse 13 tells us, neither yield your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin. Do you understand what an instrument means? An instrument cannot play itself. I'm sitting here right now looking at a grand piano. It's beautiful. 
but I could get on there and just mess it up. I can take that piano and make some sounds that, that would make the piano feel, uh, if it could feel, horrible. But someone who's trained can take this instrument and make it sound, such bring such sound out of it, such a feeling out of it that you will sit there and listen to them for hours. You see, that's the difference between when us allowing uh, the power of sin to rule over us. It's just beating and banging and making sounds. But when you have Jesus making the sounds, who is controlling the instrument, him sitting at your grand piano, the sounds that come out of us yield ourselves to him. So it says we are, we, we are dead. Listen, the watch this. But yield yourself unto God as though ye are alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. Now, this is where it, it all starts to make sense in verse 14. So here we are. We are this Stradivarius violin. We are this grand piano, Steinway piano. And we've been allowing Satan to play us and use us. And the sounds that's coming out of us are so distracting, okay? But we must be practicing Christians. Here's verse 14. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under the law, but under grace. What is dominion? Dominion means something lords over. It means to lord over. It means to exercise influence. It means to have power over. So if this be the case, the point, the first point in my romantic journey starts with me. The core of happiness for any two people is a relentless striving to demonstrate that they're going to live out their core values and live that value system. If you don't know what it is, if you're not going to follow it, because you don't know what it is. And if you know what it is, but you won't follow it, then you're not living it out. Living it out means just that. You have believed in it. It represents the highest, truest self of the inner man. You recognize it as being so valuable to you that you're willing to change whatever else is in your life. That's why when we talk about wholeness and relationships, the inner individual first must have a personal relationship with God and then from there building a relationship with their partner, their spouse. From there, they build a family and the family to the church, the church to the community and the two of you becoming one, building and making your community stronger and better. There's so much we can talk about and I'm looking forward to sharing more with you, but I know that we've drug over this before, but I do, I'm sitting here thinking about if I don't love me, if you don't love yourself, how do you love others? And truly being able to do this. Now, let me give you a little, a little illustration, a little practicing point you can use. I've done this with so many young people and individuals who felt like they were called to the world. And you may be, but until you can look in the mirror, I, to your, into your own eyes, put a big smile on your face and call your entire name and say, I love you. Never breaking contact with your eyes. 
Because if you cannot do that, you're not telling yourself the truth. Practice it. Try it. Look in the mirror. Look directly in your eyes. Smile. Let the smile reach your eyes and call your entire name and say, I love you. If you're not able to do that, stop looking at why. What is it that is challenging you, that's breaking you, that's making you doubt what you said? Because if I'm not happy with me, I cannot make this other person with whom I do love. Yeah, I love them. But I can't always project that love. I can't always give that love because I'm fighting another uh, spirit, another enemy that's taking dominion, that's sitting at my Steinway grand piano playing sounds, sounds that don't sound right, that has some Stradivarius and just running up and down it, but not able to flow and bring about the kinds of sounds and music that would make us happy. Hey guys, this is Dr. J. I'm excited about it. I'm looking forward to sharing with you some more as we step forward and remember a happy marriage. It's not a destination, it's a journey.